Hello, everyone. Here is my disclaimer. Any views of the guests that you hear discussed may not represent those of the station or the host. Please discuss any information with your primary care physician. This is Betsy Wurzel, your host of Chatting with Betsy on Passionate World Talk Radio, where our mantra is to educate, enlighten, and entertain. Folks, I do have such phenomenal guests on my show. I I just have to say that every time because I do and I learn from every guest. And today is no exception. I never heard of the Akashic Records. And I want to introduce my guest, Mary Madaris, who is a three-time Emmy Award-winning director who does brilliant, inspiring Akashic Records reading. And I want to, and there's much more about Mary Medeiros to know. I highly suggest going on her website, which will be given later, and also to Google her because I could be here an hour just discussing Mary. <laughs> and I want to welcome you, Mary Medeiros, Thank to you. Chatting with Betsy. You're Thank you, welcome. Betsy. It's really great to be here. Really nice to be here. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. It's a pleasure to have you on. I never heard the Akashic Records, never heard of it until I. Um, had uh, had you as a, a guest request, and I'm thinking, okay, what is that? So could you please tell the audience what Akashic Records means? What What is it? Sure, sure. Um, so the Akashic Records, which have been around in existence since the beginning of time, um, they're, you know, I'm, I'm going to get a little not, heady or well what should i say non-3d here it's a dimension of consciousness it's an actual divine realm that a quantum divine realm that exists um and it contains a the i should say the vibrational record of every soul and its journey lifetime after lifetime so everything that a soul has spoken experienced lived exists as like a if we could call it a spiritual imprint in this realm it's not a physical place it's a realm of light and it is um a divine realm so it's it's uh, i should also say that the word akash comes from a sanskrit word which means primary substance that out of which all things are formed and that is where that the name akashic records is derived from is that sanskrit word the Akashic records have been accessed by people we may, may, some people we may have already heard of, such as Edgar Cayce um, or Nostradamus. He was accessing the Akashic realm. Uh, Madame Blavatsky um, and her Theosophy, you know, group. Um, the Bible mentions many of the sacred texts mention the Akashic records in in different uh, ways, like the in the Bible. The records are called the Book of Life. The Old Testament mentions a collection of knowledge written on the fabric of reality. The records um, have been accessed by ancient people, various cultures from the Indians, Tibetans, the um, people of the Himalayas, Egyptians, Persians, Greeks, Chinese, Druids, Mayans. Um, So, you know, this has been around for quite some time. Possibly the reason a lot of people are not familiar with this word or the idea of the records is that in, in, in the history of humanity, 
going way, way back, the records were only accessed by mystics or, or what were known and termed as holy people, we'll say. And so they were the ones that had access to it. And why we have, at least my belief in this, why we have more access and more people have access to this realm today is because the planet, I think we could all agree that there's a lot of shift happening right now. And the planet is expanding. The, the, the planet itself is expanding. Consciousness is expanding. And we could say the veil is getting thinner. You're going to notice, maybe I have, many more people that are delving into psychic or they're accessing their own psychic abilities or their own abilities to receive, in quotes, downloads from other realms, light realms. I'll say light realms because this is really what we're talking about here. And so because the planet is expanding, consciousness has been expanding and raising its vibration, it's easier to access it. It's just much easier. And, you know, back when during the, when the mystics were the only ones allowed, I'll say, it was a different planet. People were a little bit more held down from things. We'll just say that, um, you know, way back. So now we're, we're kind of dancing closer to the other side, in a sense, or beyond third dimension. And it's a very exciting time. So that is why, for me, when I was guided to the records, I was guided to the records, um, and I also did not know what they were. And when I was guided to them and first started studying the records and went to use, I use a sacred prayer um, but when I went to open my records the first time, I, I, I immediately heard blocks of thought that were not mine. And so I just wrote them down, wrote them down, and they were just beautiful and amazing. So that is where I kind of heard, heard the call, I guess we can call it, and, and part of my own soul's journey here. We all have soul's journeys that we choose, and part of my journey, as I have affirmed in my own records is to work in this realm and help people access their own light. And, and as I help others access their own Akashic realm to receive their own remembering of who they are, which is amazingly impa- uh, powerful, I expand as well because the divine is flowing through me. So that's, that's, that's what this body of work is all about i'll say well or i could call it play because i think divine and play and joyful yeah wow that that sounds fascinating how did you go from being a director of a major soap opera to the akashic records what interests you to go into that direction Well, you know, um, because I've been working in this uh, in the records for like since I'd say 2008, it it all the the fabric of my life makes more sense than it ever did, and that probably is true for all of us as we get older. We call it wisdom. We we come to figure we 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 see things uh, and how the puzzle pieces fit together. So when I yes, was working in television, right? Yeah, when we were as I when I was working in television on the East and West Coast. Um, it was a very, um, I'll just call it very left-brained world. It's still, I mean, in my opinion, this is my experience. Um, and I was aware, but not super conscious of it, but I had this inner awareness that something was missing for me. I, I wasn't touching into something greater. And I didn't know what that was. So 
And quite often that will happen to us. And, and the value of this in my life is that I, I, I bring this through my own example to other people because how often do we all say, I feel stuck, I don't know why I'm where I am right now, and I feel like something's next. Well, it wasn't super conscious for me, but what happened was I was having a psychic reading with a woman that I would go to occasionally out here in California, and uh, she said it, during my reading, she said there's a, she called him a dude, D-U-D-E, there's a dude over your shoulder, and he's really good looking, and I said, well, who is he? And she said, well, he, she said he looks like a genie, but he's been with you for this entire lifetime and other lifetimes, and and he guards or guy guards protects your akashic records and i asked the psychic what are those what what are the akashic records and she said i don't know but that's what he's saying he's he's doing here so i went and looked up you know when i got home that night i looked up the akashic records and it wasn't even like it hit me over the head like ah this is it but i knew it when i read about the records i already knew it on some level and then i didn't even and then i went back into my work you know, directing, whatever. And then there were three signs. And then the second, or, yeah, I guess signs, nudges. The second one was I was at a a metaphysical bookstore out here in L.A., and I was in a back room by myself, and my attention was drawn up to a book that was teetering off the shelf above me. And And really, like, where I had to, like, reach up and go, okay, well, what is this? And it was How to Read Your Akashic Records. And so by, by Linda Howe, who I eventually wound up studying with. Anyway, so I took the book home. I read through it, and it was just like at lightning speed. I like to say I inhaled that book. And in that book, she guides us to, you know, open our records. So I started, you know, you would use the sacred prayer that she's downloaded to kind of create this or open this portal to our own records. Because each of our records, it's our spiritual imprint of our soul's journey. And we can't open somebody else's records without their permission. So I began opening my own records, and I would just sit at my computer, and this amazing, you know, I would bring questions to the records, things about my life, you know, why does this always happen, or blah, blah, you know, that's what we do. We get stuck, or we have, you know, questions about our lives. And I would do that, and the records would impart, like, I would get questions back to me, and then when I would write my answer to my own questions, I would be answering my own question ultimately, and this is sort of the way of divine. It's divine is not like some, you know, guru in the sky that, or we would say with God, the various forms of God, that it's a bearded man in the clouds. The, the records are not like that. They're not a divining tool where they're going to go, don't go here next week or don't do this. It's not that at all. It's this reflection back to us of who we already are. And it's a very deep remembering on some deep level that's hard to describe. Anyway, so I began just receiving, 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 and I would write down things. And I still doubted my own, I was, you know, maybe humility. I was thinking, well, how can I access this? And so I would began to share only with close friends what was coming in. And my, my friends would say, you're tapping into something here. You need to be doing this. And I, and I still didn't really embrace it fully and went back to work. <laughs> and then on one of, my bir- one of my birthdays, my dearest friend, we, we've known each other for years, 
she handed me a card with enough cash to begin studying with Linda Howe, who has her Center of Akashic Studies in Chicago. And that was the third one, And because she had also read some of this stuff, and she said, Mary, this is something, it sounds like it looks like it's a calling here. I think you, you could be of value to other people. And I went, okay. And as soon as I began studying, it was just like coming home, best way to describe it. What I also want to say is that the, when I accessed that realm the first time, it wasn't the first time because when I was little growing up, I grew up in a um, Catholic um, family, I'll say, and I, and I didn't really resonate with the Catholicism part and the religion part. Even as a child, I remember thinking, what, we come in as sinners? That, that doesn't make sense to me. Why would God or source create sinners? So as a child, I didn't understand it, but I didn't worry about it. I wasn't a rebel about it. But I do remember being in churches or cathedrals, and I felt loved by something greater than me. I felt it. It was pure. It was beautiful. I just felt it. I, it was like I could swim in it. So when I first opened the records, it was the same experience. I went, oh, my gosh, there it is again. So I already have had this, mm, I'll call it relationship with something that I like to say choreographs this magnificent planet that we're all on. And it is greater than us, and we are it, and it is us. We're a mirror of it. It's part of us. And at the same time, it created all of this. We can call it whatever we want. It is the same. I believe it's this, this same source for everyone, for every religion. It's just called different names with cultures and stuff. So that's how I got to the records. And what's interesting, too, is we learn when we're in the records, and I, I have this happen with lots of my clients, is that we think we're spending our career over here, those first 10 years we did this, and then we were over there, and we compartmentalize our careers and think, well, that was then, and stick it on a shelf. When we look through the lens of our own Akash, we realize that everything we've done is playing into the now that we're in and the why we're here. So as an example, here I am working in television, and I got Emmys for that, that, kind, that work. Um, and, and I always loved storytelling because I was, I mean, soap operas are storytelling. And so right. one time I was in my own records, I had opened my own records, and my records were imparting to me, we, Mary, we see you as a writer. And now I was directing, mainly directing. And I was saying to my own records, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a director. And my records were saying, we're just, it was just, it's just this gentle, loving energy because it is who we are. And, and I kept getting the message, well, your records show you there's an imprint here of you as a writer. As soon as I released my worry about it or what am I going to do, whatever, I just sort of relinquished any connection to it. I got an offer to write a screenplay. And I had already known how screenplays were structured because I had already studied screenplay writing, thinking it would help me as a director. So see how these things play into each other. Like So now um, my ability as a director and everything I've done in my past so far is informing me today as a writer and a director in a different way. So it's, it's, it blended together, um, and it fits my soul journey, what I've chosen to come here and do. And our soul journeys that we choose 
we'll call it on the other side, before we incarnate, they're not specific. They're not like, I'm going to come in and be in a creepy family and be abused. It's not that at all. However, the soul might choose, um, and again, I, this information is just what I'm speaking now is what I've received through the divine realm. And so the, the, the soul may say, I will incarnate on this planet at this time to participate in a grand expression of universal love. Or I'm coming onto this planet to experience fully and spread self-love. So there, it, it is those kinds. There are those kinds of choices that the soul makes, and then within that giant, you know, deep choice, um, we go through the experiences that we do, and some of them feel not good. Um, and they, however, every experience we've had always feeds into and becomes an opportunity, no matter how we think it's good or bad. We could call it trauma or not, but they 100% of the time feed in when we look through the lens of the Akash into why we're here, what we've chosen to come here and do. And so the, those, it, those experiences, good and bad, become assets and opportunities towards why we're here. It's amazing. And I had never experienced that before. And I know it to be true, best way I can say it. That's truly, excuse me, incredibly fascinating. And I definitely believe that, you know, there's things that happen that we can't even plan on. You know, right. just how things fall in place. Um, and our experiences, uh, past experiences, like we were talking about, does help us with things in in the future. Like, you know, people think, yes. oh, why am I going through this? Well, you're going through something to maybe help someone else go through it another time or to maybe yes. start um, a foundation or a movement or, you know, we we don't know. I, it's just, um, it, it, it's mind-boggling. Um, I, I mean, people who've listened to me know this, but I have to tell you this real quick, Mary. I went into mm -hmm. my car to raise awareness on early onset Alzheimer's. That's what my husband had. Talked about caregiving. Mm -hmm. Never did I think someone from a radio station would see me. I always hoped so. And in 2017, I told my husband, Matt, I said, I can't promise you that I I won't place you, but I can't promise you I'm going to tell your story to the world. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. And a year later, oh, 2018, I met Jeannie White, who's the station manager, Pastoral Talk Radio. She saw my video and contacted me for an interview, and then I, I talked on her show, and then she said, Betsy, you should have your own show. Never did I think I would be doing what I'm doing now. Um, so you, you, it's something you just can't even plan Thank you. No, that's really beautiful. Um, and and the other aspect to this or part of this, I don't know why I'm thinking of this with, with you and your husband and your relationship, but you're, you're, is he still with us or is he on the other side? No. No, he's on the other side. He's, okay. Okay. So um, what we're able to do, because this is the Akashic Records contain that imprint, so to speak, of every lifetime, is we have, you know, past lifetimes show up. They don't always show up, but they do if that person is needing clarity about something. 
that may not relate to this lifetime, but it will relate to a past lifetime. And the reason there's such a value to this is that energy never dies. So every lifetime we've lived, the energy of that lifetime, the energy of it in our DNA, let's say, still exists in our DNA today. This is really trippy and very powerful. So for example, if somebody gets a diagnosis of cancer today, and let's say they find out, and it doesn't have to be only in the records, they may find out through past life regression, whatever. But if they find out and discover that they had a past life where no cancer existed, then the DNA of that lifetime, the energy of knowing no cancer because it didn't exist, still exists in the DNA of that person today. So we actually have an opportunity here that this is, I mean, this is deep stuff, but I find it very logical, um, which Bruce Lipton, if, you, if you're familiar with his work, he brings stuff like this right down to the ground so we can understand it. So the energy of a past lifetime knowing no cancer can be invoked by an individual today who might have gotten you know, a, a, a diagnosis of cancer, and you can call on the energy, you can call forth the energy within your own being of that lifetime that knew no cancer and asked it to just come through your body. And it will know no cancer. And there will be no cancer. So, you know, Western medicine calls that spontaneous healing or question mark, so they just say it's an anomaly. But why, you know, when we, it's good that we're talking about this because why do some people do have, why do certain people have these, you know, these diagnoses and then, and then, they go to the doctor and they're gone. What's going on really? Is it just an accident? Is it random? I don't think so. I think there's other, you know, I think we have, um, what I'm learning is that we may have a, uh, a technology, let's call it a technology, inside our own cells, inside our own beings, inside our own cells, which Bruce Lipton refers to, you know, the intelligence of a cell. And so we probably, and divine, and here's the other thing, like divinity, which is, encompasses everything, divinity, the all that isness, is in living and breathing in every one of our cells. That means that all is well all the time, and that is our state of being. And then we get challenged being on the planet, and then depending on other things, how we, maybe how we lived our lives or a past life, or maybe it's the soul's journey. Every person who comes here and leaves at a certain time or doesn't leave at a certain time, they're doing it. It's fitting into their soul's journey. That's, you know, that's what I'm, what I've learned. And it's, and it's, I resonate with it. I'll just say that. I resonate with that. We heard people... We've heard people say there's a reason for everything. Well, yeah, that's right. another form of that. Yeah, everything has its place. Like um, the, uh, the, everyone that w- went into those buildings on 9-11, this is a hard one for people to comprehend, but logically, did they get up in the morning and go, I'm going to go in a building and get blown up? No. But on some level, what I've been shown through the, through the divine is that those souls, may have all made a, an agreement before incarnating to engage in one of the grandest expressions of global love. 
Look what happened after 9-11. This planet came together no matter how different each person was from every other person. It was this grand expression of love on so many levels. And so I, I think those souls all agreed on or made a – to participate in a grand design. And so, you know, that's beautiful. When, when we think of it in that way, doesn't it feel beautiful? Yes, everyone has such a new yes. perspective. Yes, on yes, on yes. it. Uh, Mayor, I had to ask you um, in case people are wondering, you know, where do I start with with knowing my Akashic records? Do you um, counsel people? Do you have classes, sessions on helping people know how to get to their Akashic records? Or well, it's a great pla- it, it, yeah, it's a great question. I I haven't been doing it yet because I've been um, right. I went to sort of like became an advanced practitioner, in in that I'm working with people on an individual basis. Was, and, however, um, I'm having that question come up more because I've had people ask me, "Can anyone access their records?" The answer is yes. What is what what is I think important because I've had people say, I've, I tried, but I, I don't hear anything, is that two things. One is we have to remove any blocks, and, and it's really not removing blocks, but it's allowing whatever we went through, whether past lives or in our childhoods, to become an asset and opportunity. And we do that through our records. It's tricky. I came to be the kind of practitioner that I am because I worked on healing my wounds in my own Akashic Records. So, and I remembered Linda Howe, who wrote, she's written like five books now on the Akashic Records. And one of, one of the classes, classes that we were taking, she said, she teaches people about the records and how to open their own records. And she said, you know, you, you don't want to come to a, a, a reading or, or be working with other people if you have unhealed stuff and it's not in its right, it hasn't been processed or transmitted, let's say, through the, to the light. Um, and so that's one thing, because sometimes people will say, I can't, I can't, I can't, it's not working. Um, and so to answer your question, I'm actually in the process of thinking on, and what's on my plate, I'll say, is to create some kind of a workshop, not the way Linda's doing it necessarily. She's doing great work. Um, but there's... It, I think for me it'll be more like um, helping those that do work. They're trying to open their records or they do open it and they're not getting it. And actually probably if we went into their own records, we would discover why maybe they're not hearing their own divine selves. Because when we open our records, we're communicating with our own divine selves. So the light energy that is our soul is speaking to us. And I'm just the conduit when that's happening with a client. So I am going to, I'm going to um, uh, put together what might be helpful for people um, to begin to access their own records because anyone can. And it, and it's just an amazing um, tool or resource, actually. It's more a resource. I bring any things that come up in my life that I have question marks about, I just head right into my records and I get clarity every single time. So there's that. And the other thing that's very important, two things, two more things, 
in order to access records is um, a belief in source or something because there are some people who don't believe in that. So they're so so they're not. What are they? What are they accessing? It wouldn't make sense that they would get anything. So you need to have that a connection with something that is greater, God, source, universe, um, and then um, what is the third thing? It well, that's real. No, those, those are really it. It's really knowing that there is this source, and then and and then knowing that. Um, you can access that source and that you're part of it. But some people don't know that, and you don't. And, and right. you don't know. You're, you feel. You feel it. You have a sense of it. When I first opened my records, I had a sense of a higher vibrational field. It's very subtle and very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Right. I. I can definitely uh, picture that because, you know, I, I mean, this year. And I've said this on my show, I think, all year long, that this year has been such a year of inner healing. And uh, one of the purposes of my show, Mary, is to help people live a better life. And you talking about the Akashic Records can help somebody have, live uh, a better life. And I want to tell the audience, you are... Not done writing a book, but you are in the process of finishing your book. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'd love for you to come back on when your book is out. Do you have a title of the name of your book? Yeah, I do. Uh, the title is The Akashic Way. You know, because what I discovered is through my own experience in the records, um, they, the, the, the divine realm imparts amazing messaging for humanity itself. I would ask something about an issue in my own life, and then uh, divine would just give me blocks of beautiful, amazing information about humanity and life and living life. And so, you know, my, my sense is that it's, it's sort of like the Akashic way is our, is our ability, each one of us, to access this realm that we all are it's not like it's individual <laughs> we all have this we are all part of it that big soup that is divine the all that isness and so um they, when they say these things you read it and there's an activation to it this is what started to happen for me um every time i reread a reading that i've written it, there's an activation that happens and I equate that to, and this is why the book needed to be written, um, I equate that to, have you ever noticed if you pick up a sacred tome, I'll call it a sacred tome, it could be the Bible, the Quran, whatever, at some parts of these sacred texts, something happens, you feel something, like some yes. people always experience, yeah, what is that? Yes. You know, there's a, there's a saying that the divine moves on the spoken word. That means the written word as well, because when you're reading, you're speaking it in your head. So you're activating the divine is in that already, and it just becomes activated in the now all the time. So um, that's what began to happen for me when I was, you know, I would be in my own records, and my records then also said, nudged me to go through all of your readings, which, I mean, it was like years and years of readings of my own, and and pull out, I was guided by the records. The records said, open your records and we will work with you on this book. So that is what has been happening. 
And well, um, it's just amazing stuff that comes through about ego, ego conscious, um, the planet, life, humanity, and it's all beautiful and and filled with light. Like you just feel good when when you're reading what what the records impart. I'll just say that. Um, well, so I'm very sounds honored like an interesting to be a book. part of it. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, do you know when it will be out? Any idea when that would be coming out? No, I don't have any idea. But you know, I'm really glad we're talking about this because COVID slowed me up a little bit. You would think it would have made it easier for me, but um, you know, everybody kind of was inside worrying about stuff. So um, I got off a little. I got off track a little bit, and so now I'm moving back to it and. I can't, you know, because I don't know. I'll probably be self-publishing it, and I don't know how long that's going to take. Um, so I don't have a, a date for you, but I'll definitely no, that's contact okay. you when. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I'd love to have you back uh, talking about your book. And how can people get in touch with you, uh, Mary, to ask you questions or con- communicate with you? Um, so I have uh, an Akashic Records website, and that is um, um, spirittherapybymary.com, spirittherapybymary.com. And, um, and you can reach me via my email for my Akashic Records, which is adivinerealm at gmail.com, a divine, a, uh, the letter A, adivinerealm at gmail.com. Oh, thank you. Mary, it was so nice talking to you today. You're so interesting. Um, I could talk to you for for hours because I I just feel your passion and your your love and your energy for for what you're doing and to have people know about the Akashic Records because, you know, like I said, I learn from my guests all the time. Every guest I learn Mm -hmm. from. And I definitely learned from you today and I'm very blessed and grateful to be a host. Um, really, uh, I, I am. I have learned so much. But I want to thank you for coming on. Folks, if you missed any of the show, you can catch it again wherever you hear your favorite podcast or shows. And I want to thank you, Miriam Medeiros, for coming on. Folks, check on the website and, you know, contact uh, Mary and see if she can uh, help you and Check the website and see what's on there. Uh, we all thank you, Betsy. Need you're welcome. Uh, my pleasure. We all need to be better uh, human beings, and maybe this world has become better if we improve ourselves and have our own inner peace. And I always say that it's never too late to change. Um, and I'm living mm-hmm. proof of that. I'll be 65 in December. Not ashamed of it. And I just. Wow, this year of the phenomenal guests that I have on, and I I can't help but toot my own horn, but I've had so many guests this year help me with my inner healing, and I believe that Matt brought them into my life. So um, he knew I needed needed inner healing, and I I feel like the first time in my life I feel so much better about myself. And it's because of the wonderful guests that I have had on uh, and who I have learned from. So that's why it's important to subscribe to Chatting with Betsy. It's for free. And it, I have amazing guests. I, I, I really do. Um, they help make the show uh, a success. And 
I want to thank everyone for listening and subscribing and sharing. Please share Standing with Betsy to help other people. This is why I do my show, is to help other people live a better life and to provide resources. And we all learned something new today, the Akashic Records, and uh, I just think that's amazing. And thank you again, Mary Darius, for coming on, chatting with Betsy. You're welcome. And uh, folks, all the information about Mary and how you can contact her will be in the blog, so please read the blog. The Jeannie White Station Manager of Pastor World Talk Radio writes, and she produces the show. Thank you, Jeannie. And thank you to Lillian Caldwell, CEO of Pastor World Talk Radio, for making this all possible. And folks, as I always say at the end of every show, in a world where you could be anything, please be kind and shine your light bright because the world needs it. If we all were kind and shined our light, what a better, brighter world this would be. And I'm going to continue saying that because I'm using my show as a megaphone to hopefully change the world into a better place. And that's my mission and vision. So I want to thank everyone again. And this is Betsy Wurzel. You're all the chatting with Betsy and Petra World Talk Radio. Until we chat again, folks, please do what you could do to help your fellow human being. Just be good humans. And really, let's try and make this world a better place. Something's telling me to keep saying that, so I'm going with it. And take care, everyone. See you. Well, I won't see you. You'll hear me next time. I'm chatting with Betsy on Petrol Talk Radio. Bye-bye now.